Welcome to The Coaching Circle, a podcast where we explore the world of coaching, business and personal evolution with me, NLP Master Trainer, Coach and your host, Tony Everard. Inspiring conversations and deep dives into every aspect of your coaching and wellbeing business with experts in their field to help you stand out as the expert in yours. Get ready, let's go. When you hear the term hypnosis or hypnotherapy, what comes to mind for you? Because this is a fascinating, fascinating topic and I hear all kinds of different responses to these terms. So do you think of either like a really amazing experience that you've had or is that someone that you know has had in using hypnosis to overcome issues like smoking or excess weight or anxiety, maybe sleep issues, you know, some kind of issue that you've had, you've gone and got hypnosis or someone you know has gone and got hypnosis and then they've had an amazing outcome. Like they've been at a completely change and overcome that problem. Or when you hear the term hypnosis or hypnotherapy, do you think of like those old movies where there's someone that's, you know, waving a pocket watch backwards and forwards saying, you're getting sleepy, <laughs> you're getting sleepy. Or uh, at maybe a stage show, right, but there's a stage show and there's people like up on stage in trance clucking like chickens and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. You know, what, what comes to mind for you? Because I want to talk about hypnosis today because, look, I've been practising and teaching hypnosis since 2016 and I love hypnosis for loads of reasons. It's super easy to do, it's easy to learn, it's extremely healthy and healing for the body. It's a very natural, healthy healing state for the body and absolutely anyone who can follow instructions can use hypnotherapy, hypnosis. And and it's really interesting because when people ask me about what I do and I tell them that I'm a hypnotherapist and that I teach hypnosis, there's all kinds of different responses that I get. Now, for the most part, people say, oh, wow, that's awesome. That's really interesting. Or they'll say, I've had hypnotherapy before and it helped me so much. Or like I know someone who's used hypnotherapy and they said it was amazing. And like there's a lot of really positive responses uh, representations that people have for hypnosis sometimes however people tell me that they had it and that it didn't really work and you know whatever and I'm always super keen to hear about what happened when people tell me this because I can guarantee there'll be certain things that either happened or didn't happen that I'll tell you about in a minute that affected that the outcome of that hypnosis it's guaranteed because because there's no some people can be hypnotised and some people can't. Everyone can be hypnotised as long as you can follow instructions. It's a matter of some people are good at explaining hypnosis and helping people feel relaxed and enjoy hypnosis and some people are not. And I'm going to be talking more about that. Once, actually, I even had when I, uh, I was at a networking event and it was weird. It was a networking event but it was just all men and I think it's just because the guy was predominantly focused on working with men and so there was all men at this networking event but one of my clients who was a male invited me to it and I went along and I don't mind being a male dominated 
environments anyway. I grew up with a single dad and I've worked in male-dominated industries. I worked in heavy engineering for quite a few years. And anyway, there was this one guy at this event and these people, like all these guys were saying, oh, you know, what do you do? And I was telling them. And so there was a few people like standing around wanting to hear about what it is that I did. But there's one guy just started freaking out and he was just like going, like covering his eyes going, oh, my God, oh, my God, you're freaking out. He goes, you're not going to hypnotise me now, are you? <laughs> and it was quite, I found it quite funny because that's not what hypnosis is about, right? Like I'm not just, I don't just have some magical powers that if I look you in the eyes, I'm just going like to hypnotise you. <laughs> I've got no intention. I've got better things to do with my time than to go around trying to hypnotise people on the spot. But um, it made me it made me laugh because I thought, mm, I wonder what this guy's hiding that he thinks I can find out just by looking at him. But um, of course, you can't just hypnotise people against their will. Um, you can't, you know, when you're, you can't even make people reveal stuff that they don't want to reveal. You know, the thing is, hypnosis is a very natural state. People go in hypnosis regularly, whether you're conscious about it or not, but you can't hypnotise people against their will, right? Because it's you have to be following instructions, right? You have to choose hypnosis. And this is what happens when it doesn't work for people is that they don't choose to be in hypnosis. But like I said, you do go in and out of hypnosis regularly whether you're consciously knowing it or not. And that's a big difference. And this is the really important thing to know about hypnosis and why you'd want to learn hypnosis essentially. So what is hypnosis really? I'm going to break that down for you in just a moment. This is a quick and important message to let you know the Coaching Circle podcast is proudly sponsored by Tony Everard Coaching, your go-to coaching, communication and business mindset specialist and NLP master trainer. Are you ready for an identity shift to break through to the next level in your life and business? I'm here to help you tap into your inner power so you can fulfill your grand life purpose. Book a personalized one-to-one strategy call with me to supercharge your business mindset, coaching and communication skills. Let's work together to elevate your success and amplify your impact. Head to the link in the show notes to schedule your strategy call today. To start with, I think it's important for you to know that Hypnosis has been around in one form or another since ancient Egyptian and Greek times. There's evidence of the use of sleep temples um, that have been found in uh, on on papyrus scrolls and stone tablets where people would come to these sleep temples for healing, and there would be a high priest or a high priestess that would give suggestions for healing, and so this is ages old, right? A very very long time ago where we've got records of hypnosis in one form or another. And throughout the ages, hypnosis has continued to be practised and developed and experimented with by notable doctors and psychologists and psychiatrists. And a lot of the uh, work and the understanding of hypnosis that we have now is what's been recorded through this work through the 1800s and the uh, 1900s. So hypnosis has been widely accepted as a legitimate modality since the 1950s. And uh, as long as you have appropriate training, you can practice hypnosis. 
Okay, so it's been deregulated. So what that means is you don't have to be a doctor or a psychologist or a dentist or anything like that now to learn hypnosis. Anyone can learn hypnosis. As long as you go get appropriate training, you can learn and practice hypnosis. So, for example, I teach a three-day hypnosis course, which on successful completion of that course, you can use hypnosis to help people stop uh, stop smoking, to lose weight, to stop bad habits, uh, for pain control, um, relaxation, and things like performance enhancement. Okay, you can learn how to do that. You can learn enough about hypnosis, how it works, how to use it for yourself, and how to use it for other people in that scope that I've just explained in three days. Right? It's 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 very easy. It's a it's a very normal state of mind. And it's just understanding what it is and then how how it works and then how you can help people with it. So how does hypnosis work? Well, first of all, you need to understand that you have a conscious mind and an unconscious mind. And your conscious mind is your waking, logical, analytical, deliberate thinking mind. It's what you set goals with. It's what you plan with. It's what you're consciously you know, aware of things with. But then you have an unconscious mind and the unconscious mind is the domain of the body and the uh, involuntary um, use of uh, operation of things in your body, like your heart keeps beating and you keep breathing without you consciously thinking about it. Okay, that's part of your unconscious mind. Your behaviours, all your automatic behaviours, you know, it's like how do you do all the things you do every day without consciously thinking about it? Like imagine if you had to consciously think about how to walk or how to talk to people or how to brush your teeth or how to drive. Like it would be so much information you would have to consciously think about that luckily you've got an unconscious mind where all those behaviours go into and you do it without thinking about it. Okay, the unconscious mind is also the domain of your feelings and your values and your beliefs and your memories and, uh, you know, all those kinds of things. So. You've got a conscious mind and an unconscious mind. And what happens is that most of the time we think about what it is we want or what it is that we want to change, we think about it consciously. But if we don't know how to communicate with the unconscious mind, which is where all learning behaviour and change happens, then it's very hard to create consistent change, consistent lasting change. Because you think about your conscious mind is the goal setter. So your conscious mind is what you say you want to achieve. It's your unconscious mind that is the goal-getter, okay? The unconscious mind is what drives your behaviours and ultimately your results. So you need to be able to bypass that conscious mind and directly access your unconscious mind to create changes in behaviour at that unconscious level, to stimulate healing of the body at that unconscious level. And so we need to be able to bypass that conscious mind. And this is what hypnosis is, is all about. It's like how do we relax the mind in a way that we can disengage that conscious mind so you're not critically analysing or rejecting the change and you can create that change at the unconscious level. Now, as I said earlier, everyone goes into a state of hypnosis regularly, whether you're conscious of it or not. This is exactly what happens when you sit and watch TV or you watch a movie or you get engrossed in a book or you're listening to a story. 
you get involved in it and accept it as real. Okay, that's why people watch, you know, people watch all these, even like the um, the real life reality TV stuff. You know, everyone knows that's not reality, right? It's not just like candid video of just snaps of what happens. It's all staged and set up and everything else. But it's people watch it and get into it as if it's completely real. It's the same as like soapies, you know, I don't even know what's on TV these days, but it used to be like, you know, Neighbours and Home and Away and The Bold and the Beautiful. I'm pretty sure The Bold and the Beautiful is still going. <laughs> um, but it's all completely fictional. And to get into those stories, you have to bypass your critical faculty. Same as when you watch a movie. Okay, If you're watching The Matrix or anything and, and you're sitting there going, oh, you know, that's not real. How can someone just dodge bullets or fly through the sky or do whatever? If you sat there and critically analysed that whole movie, you, you wouldn't get be able to get into it. It, would be, it wouldn't be any fun, okay? But when you bypass the critical uh, faculty and you accept what you're watching as real, then you'll get all of the emotions from it. You'll get, like, right into it. You'll feel, you know, excited or sad or mad or, or fearful or whatever it might be. Because you're in yeah, as if it's as if it's real. Okay, you're not critically analysing it anymore. Uh, so we do that all the time. Okay, that's that's what happens. You're also going to trance when you're driving. Okay, if you've ever been driving along and then you suddenly go, oh, did I go? Did I just drive over South Road? Like, oh, my partner does this whenever we drive to the airport. <laughs> He's driving along, driving down South Road. And then I go, okay, we've gone over Henley Beach Road. He's going to turn the next road at Burbridge Road or whatever it's called now, something else, Sir Donald Bradburn Drive. And, um, and he's just driving he's in a trance. And I go, you've got to turn here. And he's like, oh, oh, I forgot where I was going, right? Somewhere else because we drive automatically. And so that happens all the time. It also happens when we're in deep conversation with somebody. So if you get in really deep conversation with somebody, you will like, you won't hear what else is happening. You'll forget what else is happening. You might forget the time. You might like not hear someone trying to get your attention because you're in a trance with that person. Okay, people also get into a hypnotic trance of their problem. Okay, people get in, stuck into a problem and they just focus on it. They think about it. They talk about it. It's like this one track record of the problem without critically analysing the validity of it. So all they can think about is this problem, right? It's called, we talk about the trance of the problem. And it's just having that single focus on something and getting involved in it like this is, this is real. So as an example of that, if someone had a problem with their weight, okay, so someone's put on weight and they haven't been able to shift their weight, uh, they can get in that, caught into that single focus about, just looking at, oh, my God, how much weight I've put on, looking at the scales, oh, my God, the scales keep going up or they're not going down or just focusing on how I don't like feeling fat or looking fat and just focusing, hyper-focusing on any fat they can find on their body, how their clothes look, how hard it is it to lose weight. And, and it's just this trance of this problem of having too much weight and that's all they think about and all they talk about and all – you know, just visualise all the time and then it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. You're in this trance of I have too much weight and I don't like it and you just keep creating it. And so when you're thinking about that and you're in the trance of that problem, 
you won't behave outside of what you're consistently telling yourself is true. Okay, you're in that trance and just keep creating it. So essentially, this is then how we want to reverse engineer this for how making hypnosis work for us. Okay, so when we want to create, when we want to use hypnosis in a positive way, we've got to reverse engineer it. Okay, so it's in creating this single focus of the solution, getting rid of the problem. So essentially the steps when, we're, when we are uh, using hypnosis is to get in a really relaxed state. So that is the first thing is getting in a relaxed state because when we're consciously focusing on things with our conscious mind, that is not a relaxed state. That's like vigilant, it's, it's alert, it's focused, it's almost in a state of stress. So to get in the unconscious mind, we need to relax. Okay, so we need to get into a relaxed state become inwardly focused with eyes closed and engaging the imagination, which is the domain of the unconscious mind. And then as you get more and more relaxed, then the brain waves start to slow down from beta down to alpha and even to theta. If you go to delta, it's a little bit too far generally for what you're doing in hypnosis. But in this alpha theta sort of level of trance, you can communicate directly with the unconscious mind and give the unconscious mind the positive, positive suggestions for change. Okay, so it could be change in behaviour, change in beliefs. You can, you can create changes within the body, right? You can do all kinds of changes when you have slowed down, when you get someone into a relaxed state, slow down the brain waves. And then you can create these positive suggestions for change. Now, there are some key things, though, that you must know and be able to explain to people before practicing hypnosis for it to be successful. So, as I mentioned earlier, whenever people say they've tried hypnosis and it didn't work, there are a few things I can guarantee were missing from their experience. And these are what they are. So, First of all, you must know that all hypnosis is self-hypnosis. So that means that no one hypnotises you. It's that someone facilitates the process and you have to follow the instructions and put yourself into hypnosis. That's how hypnosis works. Um, no one can make you do anything against your will or that is out of alignment with your own core morals and standards. Okay? Hypno hypnosis isn't mind control. You can't control anyone's mind. There were plenty of uh, experiments and things done with MKUltra in the 50s around mind control, and one of the outcomes out of that was you can't control someone's mind with hypnosis alone. It's not how it works. So you are always in control. So you need the person to understand that hypnosis is not – no one's going to be controlling your mind or doing anything to you that you don't want them to do. You're the person who's in control. It also means that being hypnotised isn't a passive activity. You can't just sit there and say, like, just do it to me and just expect that something magical is going to happen without you actively taking part in it. Okay, so for hypnosis to work, you have to actively follow the instructions and make it work yourself. Okay, you can't sit there 
and resist hypnosis and expect it to work. It doesn't work like that. It's you communicating with your own unconscious mind. Okay? Or if you're the hypnotist, it's your client communicating with their own unconscious mind. They have to choose to make it work. That's one of the biggest things that people don't understand and often one of the biggest reasons why people have an experience where hypnosis is working how they think. The second really important thing is that you have to be in rapport with the client. Okay, so believe it or not, many doctors and health professionals don't actually know how to do this because getting in rapport is a process that you can do with anyone if you understand what rapport is and you know the process of what you have to do to get in rapport. And it's an absolute must uh, for hypnosis to work because you won't accept suggestions from someone that you're not in rapport with. Okay, and this is the thing. People think they understand rapport because rapport is easy to get into with people who are like you because rapport is, a, is responsiveness driven by likeness. Okay, but if, if you don't have enough things in common with someone, that natural way of rapport won't work. You have to know the process of how to get in rapport with people. And this is one of the things that you learn in NLP training is how to get in rapport with anyone at any time. And, and it's a key ingredient. You have to be in rapport with someone or they won't accept the suggestions that you give them. Okay, That's, it's like super important and it kind of makes me laugh that People don't get this because this is one of the things when people tell me that they had an experience with hypnosis that was weird and didn't really work, they weren't in rapport with the person who was supposedly hypnotising with them. Like it's it's crazy. It's honestly crazy where people don't get this. Um, the third thing is that you need to do suggestibility tests with the person before you do hypnosis to see how suggestible they are. And suggestibility tests will indicate whether the person's following instructions, whether there's any resistance. And if there's resistance, it will indicate that there's either a lack of rapport or that the person doesn't actually understand what hypnosis is or what they're supposed to be doing. And so there's no point in doing hypnosis with the person until you've got those things sorted out, okay? Because what's the point in doing hypnosis with someone if they're not going to take on a suggestion when the whole purpose of doing hypnosis is for the person to take on a suggestion, right? Like it's, it's, it's so funny. When you understand like hypnosis is not difficult, it's not complicated, it's very easy, but you have to understand the basics and the fundamentals. And it surprises me uh, where some people uh, don't, okay, especially professionals um, in this. But anyway, you do a training, you learn all this. When I teach three-day hypnosis, I teach all these things. People learn it. It's very, very easy and effective. Now, the fourth thing that's really important that I often hear is missing is that you need to ask permission from the client if they would like to do hypnosis with you and get agreement. So they have to be willing and, and giving permission for it. Okay, so after you've explained to them what's going to happen and they know what to expect, then you ask them, would you like to do hypnosis now? Okay, I, I, the amount of times I hear that part doesn't happen. Um, again, it's kind, of, it's kind of funny. But uh, And the fifth thing, which again just seems like a bit of a no-brainer, but you have to have the person sit in a comfortable space. Right? They have to be sitting in a comfortable chair where they can comfortably relax, preferably you know, lean back. If you've got to sit straight up in like some kind of hard wooden chair, 
that's not very comfortable. It's very hard to get in a relaxed state like that. So they want to be in a comfortable chair where they can really, you know, lean back, be comfortable, that the room's quiet, preferably, you know, dim lighting, there's no distractions or interruptions. The person must needs to feel safe and comfortable and relaxed and not pressured by time or anything else, right? You have to have those things. So when you have put all those things in place, you're going a long way to, you know, being successful with hypnosis. And, uh, and people who are properly trained in hypnosis know that much of the intervention happens before you even start with the hypnotic induction. And this is why knowing tools such as NLP, neuro-linguistic programming, is very powerful to team up with hypnosis because you get a lot of understanding about language and how you can loosen up the grip that the person has on their problem before you even begin hypnosis. Okay, because when someone's got a problem, there's a whole bunch of, you know, structure and beliefs around that problem and if you can use language to help loosen that up and reframe and, and get them to see that there are the other possibilities of them releasing that problem, it's much easier for them to release it through the, um, through the hypnosis. Okay, so that's, that's really important. Now, hypnosis is especially powerful for people like coaches and health practitioners. Um, for an example, like many health issues are stress-related and with hypnosis you can help a stressed person become completely relaxed in 15 minutes or less. You can completely, you, you can measure it. You can go, okay, out of scale out of 1 to 10, how stressed are you with 10 being stressed out and they can say they're like an 8 or a 9 or a 10. You can do a relaxation hypnosis with somebody get them in a relaxed state, give them suggestions for relaxation. You can do it in like 10 to 15 minutes. At the end of that, you say, okay, now how stressed are you with 10 being totally stressed and zero being none? And they can say like zero or one, like quick, so quick, really, really powerful. So if you think about that, you've got people that are having problems with their health. Like I said, there's so much is stress related when there's health issues, weight loss, any kinds of things anxiety, all that kind of stuff, you help them relax like in 15 minutes. You can record a relaxation hypnosis for them to listen to every day. They're going to like drop their stress-related problems so fast, right? really important. You can help people stop smoking with one session of hypnosis because there's so many myths about smoking. Right? This is one of the things I talk about when I train hypnosis as well. There's so many myths about smoking that people don't understand. People are in a trance about smoking and they think, oh, smoking is addictive and, oh, I'm going to put on weight and, oh, like, you know, I'm, it helps calm me down. All of that is a trance of complete rubbish that was no doubt put out by the people who benefit most from people smoking. Smoking is not addictive. You can stop smoking immediately and with a session of uh, one session of hypnosis you can help people stop smoking just like that but again there's pre-talk in it there's a lot of helping them get out of that trance of their thinking about what's what smoking is right very very powerful um and you know you can create hypnosis recordings for people that they can listen to daily could they don't have to be long 
hypnosis recordings, things that they can listen to, you know, in 10, 15 minutes and as a way to keep them focused on their outcome and their results. That's massive problem, like ha- massive way in helping people solve their problems, right? You think about the amount of time people spend focusing on their problem and how they can't change it, swap it out with some hypnosis so they spend some time every day thinking about their outcome and how they can achieve it. Huge difference. Uh, many of my clients are my students. Uh, uh, people like hip, uh, hypnotists, they are hypnotists now, uh, but they're naturopaths or nutritionists, personal trainers, massage therapists, and they swear by hypnosis as an important part in helping their clients get uh, getting better results from their programs than without hypnosis. I, I even had one of my clients is a naturopath and uh, she does this special uh, program uh, with her clients to help them lose weight. And uh, she, after I think about a year after she did, she did hypnosis training with me, she called me up and asked if I had a, to send her a, um, a new copy of her hypnosis manual because she'd worn it out. <laughs> she'd literally worn it out because she used it that much with her clients and she said it's a complete game changer. My clients get such better results now. They follow the program, they do all the things, they get all these results and hypnosis has made all the difference. It's hugely powerful. Now, if you've listened to my previous episodes, I think episodes uh, 26 and 27, I spoke about NLP and timeline therapy. And NLP, timeline therapy and hypnosis, those three modalities work exceptionally well together. And the reason why is that NLP, as I spoke about, a lot of the work happens before we even hypnotise people. So NLP, a lot of NLP is around language and the structure and the strategies that people run. And so when you understand NLP, you can really quickly unpack how someone is doing their problem and start reframing them and getting them to see other options and other realities, what's possible for them, and also help them create really clear visualizations of what it is that they want to achieve. Okay, so you can do all that with NLP. And then with timeline therapy, you can then go through and release a lot of the old emotional baggage. So holding on to too much old uh, emotions, negative emotions from the past also creates stress for people, right? And a lot of their behaviours are driven by this old emotional self. So you can clear out all of that. Their limited belief structures, you you can help them get rid of those using timeline therapy. And then once that's done, you... You go in with hypnotherapy, hypnosis, and it just cements in this positive change and focus for their future behaviour and outcomes. Like it's it's like a supercharged way of helping people create change in their life. Now, personally, I've used uh, hypnosis for myself quite regularly. It's like a, it's a daily thing, like just having that constant communication with my own conscious mind. I've even used it for things like pain control where I've had um, laser tattoo removal. So I got this tattoo when I was like 18, because I thought it was really cool at the time. And then I spent about, I don't know, 20 years trying to cover it up. I finally decided I'd just get rid of it. And I can tell you that getting rid of a tattoo with laser takes a lot longer and is a lot more painful than getting the goddamn tattoo to start with. Um, And, you know, they do... You know, they offer all these things. They put cold air on the area and all this kind of stuff. But I would put myself in trance and numb out the area that they were going to um, laser tattoo 
like remove with laser and uh, I would do it and they'd say, just let me know if you need a break. And I'm like, no, just go for it. And I'd sit there and I'd numb out using hypnosis and the communication with my own unconscious mind and my body. I would numb out the area that they were doing the laser on and I wouldn't feel the pain. I wouldn't feel the pain. And not only that, afterwards they go, do you want ice? You know, do you want an ice pack for that? I'm like, no, I'm fine. I wouldn't get blistering. It wouldn't blister. It wouldn't scab. It would heal like easily within a couple of days. So no, no problems. Um, because I was using hypnosis. I was communicating with my body. I was able to do that. So it's a very, it's a very powerful thing. And to have that level of, you know, communication with your own unconscious mind. Also, I use it all the time in what I'm visualizing and what I'm creating. Right? It's, it's really powerful. I also use it in having that communication with my own mind to be in control of what messages am I taking in. Okay, so when you learn hypnosis for yourself, you're more in control of what message you're taking in that without understanding hypnosis, you wouldn't even know, consciously know what you're taking in. This is exactly why I don't watch TV anymore. I don't watch TV. I haven't watched TV for years. And whenever I'm somewhere and the TV's on, I am literally horrified by the messaging that comes through mainstream. Right? It, like there's so much programming, there's so much fear-based programming that is broadcast through mainstream TV and radio. Most people are not aware of it. Right? But there's no doubt in my mind why the rates of anxiety are so high these days when you analyse the amount of fear-based message, messaging that people receive on a daily basis. 100% why the whole COVID thing was so crazy. You sat there and listened to all of those horror stories all day on the news and the radio. No joke, it created anxiety in people, anxiety in children, all kinds of people, right? Crazy stuff. You, when, you're, when you understand hypnosis and you know how to communicate with your own unconscious mind, you can give your unconscious mind the instructions to only take in what is helpful for you. Very, very empowering. And when you understand hypnosis, you will, you, you, it's, it is crazy to hear the language that is regularly used and you recognise hypnotic language uh, that is all around us all the time. And I can guarantee it's not all in your best interest. So it's, Really, learning hypnosis is about waking yourself up and taking control of your own mind. Okay, that's what hypnosis is about. It's 100% around you being in control of your own mind. It's super, super powerful. So my question for you is, what would you change if you learned how to be in control of your thoughts and your emotions and your behaviours? Would you reduce your levels of stress? change your eating behaviours, improve your sleep, perform at a higher level in your chosen sport or career or business. Performance enhancement is a big thing you can do with hypnosis, huge. So when it comes to hypnosis and the power it gives you over your own mind, the question isn't ever why would you learn hypnosis but why on earth would you not? 
Thanks for listening to The Coaching Circle. We hope you enjoyed the conversation today. Please like, share and subscribe to our podcast to stay up to date with all our latest episodes. You, my friend, are awesome. So keep coaching and keep evolving.